Welcome to the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour with your hosts, Zigzag and Rufus. Coming to you live from planet Earth, courtesy of Smoke and Hits Records. And welcome to Saturdays with the Sloth with the Hyper Sloth Gods of Rock Zigzag and Rufus, the only guys in the universe smarter than me. Put your listening ears on because this experimental sloth cast is about to blow your feeble fucking minds. Welcome, welcome listeners to the last show of the second season of uh, the Hyper Sloth Happy Hour. Uh, with Zigzag and Rufus, this is show number 350. How fucking crazy is that? 350 shows, Rufus, for two seasons. So, I guess, what? where did we start the second season? What number was it? Oh, God, I don't even remember. But it was a landmark number, I think 325 or something. Well, not 325, maybe 250. Like 300, 250, 275. Something like that. This is how we do it at Hypersloth Happy Half Hour, folks. We don't fuck around. We're going to give you 350 shows of top-notch fucking entertainment that will fucking educate you, and uh, that's probably about it. We're just going to entertain. We're going to edu- We're going to entertain you. That's what but we're doing here. We've been nourishing the people for seven fucking years now. Seven years, folks. Seven years. That's longer than most. Uh, that's longer than most presidencies, almost. That is weird. Seven goddamn years. I mean, you were just a fucking young man when we started the show, dude. I had a full head of hair. What that the was... fuck is this show done to me? That was but a lad. In a funny way, this show has actually kept me sane, Rufus. I don't even know where I would be without this precious gem of a show. Under a bridge. <laughs> More than likely. No doubt that the monetary rewards of the show have been fucking massive. There's oh, yeah. No it's the only so reason I, just I do it. Say, Thank you to all our Patreons out there for making it possible for me and Rufus to fly around in fucking jets whenever we want, wherever we want, even during this COVID crisis. We're just doing it. We're the elite. We, we, we are go the elite. where we want, when we want. I we want you to know, though, for every dollar that you spend, we guarantee we're going to spend it foolishly. We will not spend any fucking money wisely. There's no doubt no. about it. Never have, never will. No, but your donation is a wise donation. 
It, well, one. yes, it is. Because you get edutainment. These are these are your edutainment dollars. You know how they're talking about that's right. Dollars for spent on uh, food and rent, whatever. We're giving you edutainment. You're entertained, you're educated, and at least four brilliant ideas you can steal and get rich off of. That's every true. You know what? We probably should have a premium membership for people that want to listen to the fucking ideas that we come up with. We should call it a consulting fee. You're right. We should. We should just call Google with our ideas and be like, look. You know what we should do? Why don't we see if we can get a fucking Elon Musk? We should call Elon Musk Collect. We should. We should. We should be like, we're so broke, dude, because we put all our ideas into this basket that we want to buy from us for $1 million. You can't see anything that's in the fucking basket, right? But there could be a gym in there worth a fucking trillion dollars, and there is. true. There is those ideas in that basket, Rufus. Can you still call people Collect? That would be a great stick. They do from jail. Right? You've never, have you ever been sitting in your house, dude, and the fucking phone rings, and it's like fucking Elkhart County Jail or fucking uh, Jasper Jail? No. (laughs) I swear to God. I swear to God. This has happened to me like three fucking times. I'll just be sitting around and my phone will ring, right? Even my cell phone. And it'll be like, it'll say, it's a collect call from the Three Rivers County Jail. Would you like to accept the charges? Right, and you'll hear some dude on the other end because remember you can like talk while it's doing that. Yeah, like, just answer, just answer, just answer. And I looked it up online, and apparently people will call random numbers from jails until they get someone and be like, "Hey, can you get in touch with Joe Schmo for me? I don't know his name or his number, but he's my crack dealer, and I left my wallet in his car." And well, God, how many calls a day do these guys get? I guess as long as you're just chillinating by the phone, maybe maybe trade a fucking honey bun. For unlimited fucking phone time, dude. You watch 60 Days In. You know how this shit operates. You know, I guarantee you, I bet, if, if you've got multiple calls, you know the first guy that got through to your number or whoever had your number then, they wrote it on the wall yes. of the fucking jail. You're exactly right. There is no doubt in my mind that that happened. Why else would I get three fucking calls? That's crazy. <laughs> I've never in my life had a call like that. Yeah, it's very strange. And you know what I did see one time? I think I was watching something like 60 Days In or some kind of – no, it's probably some other reality TV show where there's some idiot bitch dating some dude in jail. Mm-hmm. And the fucking collect call from a jail is like $15 to connect the fucking call. Fuck that. And then like $5 a fucking minute after that shit. No. Yeah, I don't I mean, care how how much of a loved one you are. I'm not taking that call. You see these guys fucking standing on that 60 days in fucking phone for like hours. Like this dude be tripping. And that dude over there, he'd be looking for some trouble. You know what I mean? They're just like fucking soap operating the whole fucking day. Because oh, yeah. they got some stupid bitch on the other end. Uh, they're probably calling into blog talk radio to do their own show. <laughs> probably. There is a show about inmates on here. I don't know if you checked it out. Really? I do listen to one, but it's not on Blog Talk Radio. Greenies heart to heart before the before the show, Rufus. And it, her show is, I don't want to say it's like our show, because our show is, her show was ambiguous. It was like, call in and talk about these crazy times that we live in. Is it just one no, no show direction. No, I mean, she's not celebrating 350 shows. We don't know that about her show. Did people call I, in? Uh, well, there was one lady that she had called in before, so it was like, some lady, right, her sister-in-law. Her aunt. 
or whatever. But I just wanted you to just Google this real quick because this is one thing that stuck out to me from Rini's show. Okay. It was uh, she was talking about brain sonar. Brain sonar. Yes, this dude was giving her a brain sonar reading. That sounds suspect. It does. It it really does. Brain. Wait, what? Is it a cranial, cranial or head ultrasound radiology info? I mean, if you're a radiologist, maybe for radiology stuff, but just she was it's making like, it like it was like some kind of thing where it was like a mind reader guy was like giving her a brain sonar reading or something. Oh my God! So he had like a neon sign in his window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of the instead of the palm with the ace card on it, it's, it's one of those like heads a, with lumps on it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's he's like reading the brain don't read. That's that's brain sonar. And in the, in, the, in the other half was a Kinkos and a check cashing place. So you know it was totally legit. This and a store and a payday lender all in we're all wrapped up in one. What I mean, what is the average vagrant need in a fucking store? A check cashing place, a liquor store, check maybe liquor store. I would say you know what you need to build it into, dude, a fucking laundromat. Right, because yeah. then while they're a little bit flush with money, they're like, "Oh, this fucking dirty suit could use a fucking nice cleaning." Pawn shop, a pawn shop, right? Right, uh, uh, a place to sell stolen credit cards. That's probably the pawn shop. A rent-to-own center. <laughs> rent a sleeping bag. We we'll just rent sleeping bags oh out of the God. Bag. and we just 40, wash them. Forty percent interest. Yeah, well, we just wash them in the fucking. We got a laundromat right there, so. That's true. You know. We own the whole thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we own the entire strip center. There you go, folks. We just fucking came up with uh, I, the first idea of show 350. Technically, the question is, last show of season two, first show of season three, or a combination of both? Uh, you know, I thought about that. I, I was conflicted. But I think it's the the last show. It season is the last two. show. Yeah, I got fifty one is going to be season motherfucking three. Oh my god! Stay tuned for season three, folks. You don't even know what the fuck is in store for you. We've been planning season three since season one. Yeah. So think about that. Think Just about that. Let that marinate for a minute. If you thought season one and two were well structured pieces of art, wait till you see season right. three. We've been working on season three since 1996, technically. Yeah, technically. That's true. Well, I guess when my first year working at the fucking sub shop was probably 1994. Was it? Well, that was probably my first year, but I think you got hired within my first year. Yeah, you weren't there very long. That's why I overtook you so easily with my meat slicing skills. Yeah, you you skilled me on the meat. (laughs) Yeah, I got meat skills. Ask anybody. Especially your meat was a lot closer to the thickness of a dime than mine was. It was, dude. It was. There was no doubt that I had that dime dialed in. You were diming it. That's what we said. We called you diamond. They called me the dime. dime piece. The dime piece. <laughs> Here comes dime. I'm the man dime. It's a man dime walking in the door. Oh, shit. Watch out, that dude. You know what? I'll tell you what, though. That fucking slicer could be your best friend or your worst fucking enemy. Yeah. Because... If you didn't take the time to fucking sharpen the slicer, which was a pain in the ass every once in a while, yeah, you get like that. You do a salami that ends up like on the fucking. It's like a slanted piece of meat at the end where you have to throw out 
like fucking six inches of salami because you've been too lazy and are too hungover to fucking sharpen the, the slicer at all. Well, what about what about when you took too long to slice the frozen ribeye so it was totally thawed by the end and it's a sloppy fucking spongy mess? Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, that job is why I never fucking order, go to the fucking, uh, to a, a meat counter and ask for roast beef because it's if I don't want to see those people sit there with that fucking slicer all covered in that roast beef juice. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, just, I'll just buy it from, uh, Sarah Lee or whoever's got it in the fucking case already. <laughs> Oscar Meyer. You know, but I tell you what, I do fucking foil myself with the little, if you know how like now they just pre-slice everything and have it in a package waiting for you to get old and fucking musty. Amen. So if I see one like that, I'm like, man, first I'll pick it up and go fucking eleven fifteen a pound for fucking roast beef. <laughs> Outrageous. Outrageous. But then you think about how tasty yeah, then I'm like, oh, you kind of got to treat yourself a little bit with that fucking hypersloth money. So get you some fucking roast beef. <laughs> That's true. Thank you, Patreons. Nothing worse, though, like when you get a roast beef like that and then it's too rare in the middle. Have you ever had that? Where you're like, yeah. God, like they didn't even cook the fucking roast beef. It's, it's, it's pink in the middle and a little too rainbowy on the outside. <laughs> yeah, right. Then you got the rainbows going. I think during an episode of season one, we looked up what the rainbows were. In roast beef, did we not? And we learned that they were the oils of oh, yeah. shining through. It's more edutainment. You could turn it, and it was like one of those stickers you had as a kid that was like 3D <laughs> and moved. Dude, wow. I turned so much, and Prince was dancing in the fucking middle of it. I thought he was alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next year at the Super Bowl, they're just going to have a giant fucking roast beef on the <laughs> stage turning and in the middle of it, it's going to be a hologram of Jerry Garcia. That would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> Jesus. That's that the most is. obscure thing you've ever said. <laughs> but totally possible. By season four, that will be none, probably. Yes, I'm sure. Somebody else will get rich off of that idea. Look, just more edutainment. We've coined a new <laughs> phrase, dude. We've coined two new phrases, three new phrases in the last fucking two shows. Uh, ignorance gradient. Intelligence quotient? Intel- no, intelligence equator. Yes, sir. And now edutainment? There probably is such a word as edutainment, though, I would imagine, right? We gave it a new meaning. That was the old meaning for edutainment. Now hypersloth is synonymous with edutainment. We rebooted it. Edutainment 2.0. Yes. Season 2. Oh, wait. Season two, episode, we're not exactly sure, 173, maybe. God, no telling. Seven years. That just blows my mind thinking about it. You've changed, dude. You've changed a lot in seven years. I feel like that hat got a little more broken in over the last seven years. I've changed for the better. I just wish you'd come along for the ride because you're you're in rough shape. I'm telling you what, dude. You can't mess with perfection, Rufus. You just don't do it. No, but first you have to achieve perfection. Like you, you're like a you're like the fucking meat slicer. The day after it was an hour after it was sharpened, I'm like the meat slicer. After like two weeks of fucking heavy salami cutting, <laughs> yeah. And I think it was the peppered ham that really fucking gave the gave those, it the what for. Those pepper kernels are rough, dude, on a blade. <laughs> they were a sloppy son of a bitch to fucking slice too, if I recall correctly. Well, the pepper the peppercorns would build up. 
they'd build up, but they'd also they would like perforate the meat so it would kind of fall apart sometimes. Yeah. You know? Well, that was you trying to keep it to the thickness of a dime. After a while, I learned that the thickness of a quarter was the way you want to slice the prosciutini. Yeah. So it's not falling apart in your hand. I wonder if uh, if they're they are still using prosciutini, but when they're calling it black peppered ham now, right? I don't fucking know. I I, I think a, a dime is too expensive for them though, because the last time I ate there, it was I don't I don't know. It was maybe the width of a dollar, like a paper <laughs> dollar bad, bill. Because you know what? I looked at that website. Remember that I sent you that that picture of his website where they actually said Italian gourmet, but it had a picture of the meatball sandwich or yeah. I, I can't remember what it was. But the meat, uh, okay, you're taking a picture for your fucking website, right? Don't don't take a picture of your actual food. Do you think when people fucking go to the McDonald's website, there's a fucking picture of a real McDonald's hammer they're going to serve one minute later in that fucking shot? Now, here's what you don't know. That is better than the real sandwich. Oh, my God. There. There's no way. Yeah. And I'm not saying it tasted bad. Right. But it was skimpy. It was the shit was really fucking thin. There wasn't much to it. It was a lot of bread, and really? the bread wasn't as like you know crusty and doughy. It was it was subpar. Subway. You know, pretty sad when I feel like when you go to Subway now, and I only go like once a year, right? Sometimes my wife and my daughter like to get Subway. Their Italian sandwich now the meat is as thick as a dime. They're not trying to fucking play that bullshit game anymore. Where yeah. how can you slice it? Here's the deal. Dave, when I looked at your fucking sandwich on your website, you're not supposed to be able to see the color of the tomato behind three fucking pieces of meat, of different meats, right? Am I wrong about that? No, you're not wrong. Thank you. Uh, if, for those of you who didn't know, we call that uh, – let me see if I can find it on here, Rufus. It's been a while since we played this little intro. Here we go. It's the meat gradient. And now it's time for another delightful Zigzag Rant! Got it, folks. That was a zigzag rant. We forgot to play the intro music first because if we didn't, I didn't know I was going to rant. You so we, never do. You never I know, do. I you never do. I start off so positive sometimes, and then everything turns into a rant. I, I would apologize for that. I've noticed this is how it happens. You never start off with a rant. You start off with a thought, and then suddenly, <laughs> oh shit. That's how disappointing the whole fucking entire world is. It's all <laughs> just one long fucking rant at the end of the day. <laughs> Sounds like my marriage. You never rant on your marriage. Give us a rant. Give us a give us a Rufus rant. Man, that has a better song sound to it than uh, hyper than zigzag rants. Dude, I haven't been out of the house. I don't have anything to rant about. I, I haven't no, interacted. Really? I can't with believe you're not going. You're crazy. I'm used to it, dude. I work at home all the time. I know. I do know that. I know that this is normal for you. If and it's anything, kind of normal for me too. If anything, I'm realizing that it's it's too normal for me. It's like I I kind of wish I I did feel cooped up. You know, I think I'm missing out on the world or something. Well, you're not. Let me explain that to you. By going to the store, was it yesterday? I can tell you're not missing anything except seeing people that don't care about your health at the store. Because they're telling people, wear masks to protect other people, okay? And people don't give a fuck. So what they need to be saying is wear a fucking mask or you'll die. And then everyone will be protected because people's fucking are just... They're selfish enough to say, I don't care if I get fucking Rufus sick and he takes it home to his fucking grandmother and she dies. Not my problem. 
Look, I, I don't know about your your tiny little dumbass town there, but my t- <laughs> tiny little dumbass town here in the south, we went to Walmart to have them load our stuff because we ain't interacting with people. We're sitting there waiting. You get there, you park in a numbered slot, and then you text them and be like, yeah, I'm here. And you wait for them to bring it out. And there's other smart people doing that too. But I'm just watching, and the parking lot's packed, and just people are walking in, no masks, nothing. It's like it's, yeah. Not the fucking corona apocalypse. Nope, they don't care. They don't fucking care. You know what would be cool, dude? If you fucking cruised up into the fucking Walmart in like a Mad Max car. And we're like, vroom, 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 like fucking Ruben. You know, because don't they ask you what kind of car you're in? You're like, I'm in a 71 Charger with a machine gun on the fucking back. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what it's going to come to if people keep doing that. You see these people that are fucking going to the state capitals and like marching on the state got open up our state you know and then fucking trump's writing stuff like what did he liberate on his fucking shit the guy has fucking lost his bonkers so i see these picture of these people hold on i'm getting to a point point. picture on the front of the fucking paper where i live and it's three dudes standing in front of the the capitol building in lansing michigan Right? Not a fucking high school diploma between them, I guarantee it. Okay? But all wearing fucking automatic weapons. Why? Because they're like, open up the fucking state. We got to spread this fucking disease or we're all going to be poor or something. Here's what I don't get. Maybe you can clue me in on the mentality of these people, but you probably can't because you're a sane fucking person. The government just said, state governments, everybody just said, look, we don't have a grip on this yet. Just stay home. Be cool, we'll figure it out, and then we'll let everybody go. But then some people are just like, oh, my God, it's a totalitarian right. takeover. That's not our rights. There's no gray area with these people. It's not like, okay, I'll just chill at home for a while. It's like, oh, my God, it's fucking Nazi Germany. Whatever they're telling me to do, I ain't doing it. Why? Right. What? Brush your teeth? Fuck you, I ain't brushing my teeth. Is it? It's like a dude. A seven-year-old boy mentality that some of these people yeah, have. It's it just is. like, I don't want to do it. And, that, and your president is egging that on because what he's trying to do, in my personal opinion, is he's saying, I'm leaving it up to the governors, right? So when yeah. the governors are like, it's not fucking safe yet, right? Then now Trump's like, hey, blame it on the governor, right? They can open up anytime they want. All right, yeah. so they do this stupid shit, and then the governor decides to fucking open it up, and like a ton of people get sick and start dying, and Trump can be like, they open it up too soon. I left it up to them to fucking yeah. open up the shit. You know what I mean? So it's like not accepting any fucking response. You know, the president's supposed to be a leader, dude. And I'm not even trying to turn this 350th show into a fucking Donald Trump tirade. But the it guy has is to be, an though. idiot. He's it a fucking idiot. He's, he's not a leader. He's not a leader, but he's a clever. He knows what he's doing. He's like, I'm going to come out looking good to my base. Right. No matter what. And that's all, that counts. That's all yeah. that counts. Because fuck the rest of you. It's a us versus them. It's the fucking stupid people versus the smart people. And you know what? Even him, I don't even think from his point of view it's an us versus them. I think it's a me versus everyone, but he just yeah, knows there's right. idiots that he can fucking, you know, control. Well, and I think a lot of the people that follow him, their life is shit, right? But they're like, it's the establishment that keeps me down, right? They got to be these fucking extremists. They can't just be like, you know, I'm normal. Maybe shit's not working out for me because I'm a nut, because I'm not normal. You know what I mean? But it's the establishment that fucked me over. So 
Trump's anti-establishment. I'm fucking pro-Trump. Yeah, but Trump's been president for four years now, and your yeah. life is still shit. So maybe right. that tells you something, you right. dumbass, you yeah, fucking you're idiot. Exactly right. In a, in a lot of fucking ways, it's worse. Oh, they yeah. They don't even know. And if it was up to him, it'd be like fucking ten times worse. It's like you see these people in fucking West Virginia, right? And they're like, they ask them, what do you think about Obamacare? And they're like, we fucking hate it. Fucking bullshit. That fucking black guy, that Mohammed, he fucking, he wants to take our rights away and make us use these doctors and shit. They're like, so who do you think's paying for your health care today? And they're like, West Virginia works, health care. You know, and it's fucking Obamacare. It's just right. got the moniker of whatever West Virginia fucking uses. This is what I don't get. I don't understand why – I don't even know how to articulate this right. Okay, Obamacare is perfect. For me, Obamacare wasn't that big a deal because I make enough money that I don't even qualify for it. But if you're dirt-ass fucking poor, you get a lot of fucking benefit from Obamacare. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you do. You get fucking everything that you fucking need, but it's the poor people for some reason that are like, fuck it. I don't yep. want to be told what to do or what doctor to have. I'd, yeah, I'd rather – oh, God, I don't fucking I know. I got into an argument one guy who was saying that his Obamacare or whatever was too expensive and shit like that. I'm like, what do you pay for fucking insurance and with your Obamacare? And it was like 283 a month. Dude, something. that's fucking amazing. It's like a $3,000 deductible. Right. right? I, at the time, I'm on Anthem paying $1,500 a month. With a $30,000 fucking deductible. Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, you're out of your fucking mind to be fucking complaining about. I don't care who your fucking doctor is. First of all, any doctor I've ever been to, Rufus, you get poor care in America. I don't care what it is, unless you go to like a training hospital where they're actually teaching people to be doctors. Right. Once you get to the doctor's office, their idea is not to make you better. It's to fucking keep you coming back. That's like a dry cleaner, you know what I mean, that leaves a spot in your shirt. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to fucking not come back, but I think no. you go to socialized medicine, the idea is to fix people because you don't want the same people coming through the fucking system all the time. No. You're right. Oh, jeez. What did we do? What, uh, this is such a promising show. It's, it's 30 minutes in, and I'm weary. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to roll up in a ball and die. Oh, I've got a heartburn. You oh, know what we should do, though, on that note? Uh, I got a Happy hour for the first time ever for this, the final show of our second season. Not only are we here to edutain you, we also do music. So we musitain you as well. Musitain? Now, that, that's a good Got word. It. it also sounds like a supplement. <laughs> it is, actually. Oh, I, that's what I was talking about, that we were selling musitain on our website, $39.99, guaranteed to put uh, pimples on back and it cures coronavirus it of right. course it does dude it's got silver so of course it, it, it <laughs> and it, magnets and, and it also do a brain sonar scan <laughs> on. it'll read the bumps on your brain 
You know what? Give us a call and congratulate us on our 350th show at 646-668-8826. We'd love to hear from you and uh, hear what you think about edutainment and musutainment and uh, whatever else. Just don't rant. How perfect would it be if uh, Scrope Boy or whoever that was called? Oh, my God. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> Seaman Boy? I forget his name. Scrope Boy. Called in after two years. Well, I don't even know what season was that. Was that the second season or the first season? Dude, that was before I went to Nicaragua. So that was like 13 and 2013. Was it really? Yeah, seven years ago. You no, know we should do is, do you still have that number? We should just call him back. He's probably dead. You think so? He could be. He could be. But if that chick answered the phone with that sexy voice, I don't know, Rufus. That's true. She did like to have that sexy southern draw. Remember that? Yeah, and I think didn't we look up her name? And we did. We looked her up, and her she had like a stripper profile with some great big old titties and a bathing suit. Damn, it's a good Remember old that? Thing. I'm telling you, that's something that stuck with me. I put that right in the bait bank, if you know what I'm saying. In the bait bank. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I think it was supposed to be the spank bank, and I forgot. I don't know. The bait bank sounds better to me. I think because a little more upscale. Yeah, it is. Right. It's yeah. not, it's, uh, you know, we try to keep it classy on the Hypersloth Happy Hour, folks. I don't spank it. I masturbate. I don't spank it. I massage it until it releases its inner spirit. It's a very zen process. It is. How about these guys? I mean, what? Uh, what's his name? Gordon Sumner. What's his real name? Gordon Sumner? Yeah. What does that ring a bell? Because that's Sting's real name. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Wait, which is his real name and which is his phony name, I guess? Sting Sumner. (laughs) I wonder if he had it legally changed. You think his driver's license says Sting, or you think it says Gordon Sumner? I don't know. I can't decide if it would be awesome or cheesy if it says Sting. (laughs) (laughs) But he's all into, uh, like, edging or whatever, like tantric sex. Yeah, apparently. I don't think that's everything I could ever get into. I don't know. I want to get it done quick. Right, and so does whoever I'm with, probably. So I'm just like, you know what? As soon as this is over, we can both eat sandwiches. So let's get this over with. I've never stuck around long enough to hear a complaint. There you go. I've never even been in the same room. So I just usually disconnect. (laughs) Like, thank you, disconnect. (laughs) Swipe left. (laughs) I've never done any of the swipings. Have you? Well, no. Any of that? Well, I have no need for Tinder. I'm married. Yeah, okay, Rufus, whatever you say. Oh, wait, in other words, I was words, talking I... about Grinder. Oh, Grinder. What? Why? They couldn't really think of a better word for fucking a gay, <laughs> I guess, sex website than Grinder. I mean, it's like come and put your dick in a fucking grinder and ground into fucking hamburger. I don't know. Look, I'm not into that culture, but maybe that's that term gets you gets you I excited. Maybe it is. You know what? I'm gonna look that up. Maybe it is a maybe it is a grinder. Maybe it's a homosexual term. I would look that up in an incognito browser if I were you. In case your wife checks your history. Come on, dude. Like, I don't know better than to fucking have it on so it never records the history. Good for you. Uh, party and play. <laughs> drugs, often meth and crystal, or ecstasy. Play means sex. Okay, I'm learning all kinds of, uh, uh, I guess, anagrams for what happens 
on Grinder. We should start one called Sodom MySpace. Oh my God! Google Translate Meat Grinder turns into faggot. Oh, are you serious? That's what it says. No. Yes. Yes. I I gotta try this. Google Translate. That's what it says. And you type grinder in one side, and it says faggot on the other side. That's what it says. Someone was pretty outraged. Okay, wait. Let me translate it to Eric. Oh, my God. I'm, I went, I'm ended up at the grinder homepage, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. How many sphincters and tanks? I could not help myself. They want me to download the app, but I won't. I refuse. Can you send Oh, my it? God. Oh, dear dad. Quarantine queries. Oh, my God. Are these dad talks quarantine? What in the world have we found here? Please, for the love of God, tell me the phrase quarantine is on that page somewhere. It's not, but there's new music Friday. Let's have a quarantine. (laughs) Horoscopes, W-H-O-R-E. Huh, actually interesting. Are you telling me there's not a gay man smart enough to come up with quarantine? I know, I don't see. It's not here. Hold on, let's see more posts. Maybe we're gonna give him a second chance. No, grinder chat, casual encounters, queer and quarantine. Closer. Lame, lame. Uh read of the month, homie. Drag queen recap, queer tees. Instead of cuties, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Which queer celeb would you marry? I think we're going to play that one, Rufus. Do you mind? One second here. Is it a game? Take the quiz. Okay. Take the fully scientifically big quiz to find out which queer celeb you should marry. All right. I think marry? You're up That's there. a commitment. Pick a spot to fall in love, Rufus. Uh, locker room. Yeah. Belt buckle aisle. So romantic. Dark room. We're- what the fuck? Where are you? Uh, beach Cabana or Sur La Table? Uh, belt buckle aisle. Yeah, the you, fuck you, you come to me like a belt buckle aisle guy. Okay, so what are you into? Uh, sensitive tops. <laughs> standing up. Cowgirl, which I don't understand. Why don't they call it cowboy, by the way? That just seems a little odd. Yes. Water sports? I'm not sure what that entails, but I have a you're going to be picking. It's pee Oh, missionary or public? How do they even do missionary? Um, uh, public. Ooh, you dirty beast. Hey, I'm a belt buckle All right. guy. Your ideal home, Swiss Chalet, <laughs> Brooklyn Townhouse, Desert Ranch, so gay. Manhattan Penthouse, so gay. Hollywood Hills Bungalow, Okay. I know the one you're picking now. They're Miami Beach Mansion. Man, these are all so gay. Um, okay, read them again. One more time, real fast. Swiss Chalet. That's not. Brooklyn Townhouse. Brooklyn Townhouse, that's me. All right. You, I thought you were a Miami Beach Mansion guy. Okay, your favorite personality trait in a guy. Ready? Jeez. Poetic. Sense of humor. An open mind. Playful. Enthusiastic or ass? What the fuck does that mean? We, dude, I'm not letting you. We're picking ass. Okay? <laughs> Did you say personality trait? Yeah, you're just going to have to pick ass. I mean, all right, I'm going to get you pick. All right, this is all you, so you pick which one you want. Oh, God, okay. P- 
poetic, sense of humor, open mind, playful, enthusiastic ass. Come on, I gotta pick ass. Yeah, I know. I was gonna pick ass either way. All right. Which show do you prefer? Oh, this is gonna be interesting. Cowboy Bebop, Euphoria, <laughs> Try Guys, Love Island, Parks and Rec, or Glow? I'll pick Parks and Rec. Yeah, because, because I've heard of it. Recognized. All right, this is the last question, so I want you to really, really think about this one, all right? Sure. Which New York City real housewife are you? Dorinda Medley, Bethany mm-hmm. Frankel, Ramona Singer, Tinsley Mortimer, Luanne de Lesseps, Sonia Morgan. I'm, I can answer this for you because my wife watches Real Housewives of New York City. The, I'll, I'll uh, lean on you for the advice. I'm going to say, I mean, I like you as a, a Ramona, but she's not enough of a drunk. I'm going to have to say you're a Luanne de Lesseps, even though Luanne has been sober for like three or four months. I aspire to that one day. All right, all right. Luanne de Lesseps, you are. And she has a song, folks. If you want to hear her song, why don't you check it out? Rufus, why don't you Google her song real quick? Okay. I'll, I'll Google it for you, actually, because I can play it on this end. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hope we don't get sued for this. It's called Money Can't Buy You Class. But her bigger, her bigger hit is Feeling Giovanni, okay? So I want you to hear this fucking classic by Luan de Lesseps of Real House of, of New York City. Feeling Giovanni? Who's Feeling Giovanni? Giovanni? Well, Giovanni is a guy who made a dress for another lady... On the show, okay. So I see. Joining us to perform our new hit single, "Feeling Giovanni." There's it's top the gay Andy Cohn. Hit single. The amazing part is they're in a small studio and she's playing in front of a full orchestra. Oh wait, no, that's a Casio keyboard. Oh. Yep, sounds gay. And it feels so good, dude. And here comes the drag queen. I'm surprised. Listen to this, dude. Sounds like Vogue. Yes, it does, actually. I wonder where she got the idea for that song. Okay, Luann, we gave you your big shot. You suck. So, But we are picking Luann. All right. You want to know who your queer celeb you should marry is? Okay, sure. Billy Eichner. Billy on the street? I want you, I don't know, but let me just say, you're a hairy twonk with an appetite for comedy. What's a twonk? Her name is Garrett Smith or Lawrence. If someone wants to roll in the hay with you, they better be able to do more than just string a few words together. You're looking for, you're looking for what the fuck and insight. Okay, does that make any sense? You've been, you've seen every season of Search Party and it's your dream to stand up, do stand up. Uh-oh, Rufus. So you work in tech. Oh, <laughs> this might be a little too close to home, dude. While you <laughs> yourself verse, I don't know what that means, you're all bottom when it comes to a tall man. Babe, you should marry, marry Billy Eichner. Huh. Wow. Damn, dude, that's a fucking, that is scientific. There's no doubt that that was scientific. Would you That's agree? That's pretty accurate. If I was a gay dude, I would be all over Billy Eichner. I, think, I knew that it was fucking right when it said you were a twunk. Because you're not really a twink. You've got a twink's body, but you have that beard that makes you a hunk. 
so obviously you're in fucking 100% twonk, dude. Is that what that fucking means? I, that's my guess. That's my that's my gator guess. A twinkie hunk? I, I, I don't know. Wouldn't you assume so? Are you going to look it up? I've got to look it up now that I am one. Yeah, I mean, kind of you do. I, you know what? For the fucking, for show, for the last show of season number three, I'm getting you a shirt that says, World's Biggest Twonk. It's a, 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 okay, twonk is not a common slang term. Oh. Combining twink and hunk, yeah. All right. I know a twonk when I see one. Wow. I know a twonk when I'm co-hosting a show with one. Oh, my God, the picture, oh, my God, it shows a picture of, for Twink, and oh man, I don't. Oh God, why did I click that? Good what Lord. is the Twink doing? I, uh, I'm definitely not gay. You know what's funny though, dude? Gay people, as crazy as it sounds, are smarter than fucking most normal people that I know, right? Gay people are progressive about politics. Gay people aren't fucking ignorant, marching around the fucking. Capitol building with a fucking gun strapped to their chest. I mean, well, I don't, the, obviously, we don't have any trouble with gay people because I actually have gay friends. I don't know. I have gay friends from college, so. There'll be some twonks out there. I mean, I, this is the one thing, though. I knew a lot of gay people in Austin, right? Never once did I meet a twonk. I feel like every gay guy that I knew, from this guy Mickey to this other guy Rob, I mean, I did know some gay people. I sold pot to a lot of gay people. They were all twinks. You know what? You know what they say. If everyone you know is a twink, you're the twunk. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> That's what I was just fucking thinking. I'm like, oh, my God. That's why I'm they hung around you. It's like moths to a flame. I am a twunk. Or does a twink want a twunk? A twink <laughs> might just want something that's totally anti-twink, and, and a twunk is much twink. Jesus Christ, this sounds like Tweety Bird giving a deposition. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> like I said, because we revisit this on every show, I just want to say that I always wanted Sylvester to fucking eat Tweety Bird to kill him. <laughs> Me too. But not as bad as I wanted um, Sylvester to kill the old lady and eat her. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to get fed up with Tweety and, like, cook him <laughs> in the oven. I know, I know, and she would always, she would always just be smashing on fucking Sylvester, right? With that umbrella. That's why he talked with a lisp. The lady beat him so bad he had fucking lower jaw damage. He couldn't even talk right. <laughs> lower jaw damage, yes. You don't think so? No, I think it's well documented. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it's on, it's on film from many, many <laughs> right. I mean, cartoons from the forties. Imagine hitting something that hard with an umbrella. Jesus Christ, I can't imagine. All my umbrellas now are like that big and they telescope out. Well, I was going to say, before an umbrella that was made in China, you're talking probably about a sturdy piece of equipment, a fucking umbrella from like 1940. What well, was the length of a fucking baseball bat and had a bayonet on it? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You could beat the shit out of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Disney, that wasn't even Disney, was it? No, no, that was Looney Tunes, Warner oh, Brothers. Warner Brothers. Who was the guy that did all those? Mel Blanc did the voices. Who did the writing of those? There's a couple uh, of guys, but not that many. No, nope, there was one guy who directed them. 
but I forgot his name. I want to say Schneider, Schnelder, or something like that. Something like that. It was an SCH name. Jew. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he was a drunk. He you was know, a, a junk. A Jew honk. Oh, my God. <laughs> show fucking three... Show 350, folks, officially off the fucking rails. You've, you've officially <laughs> seen it lose the fucking lose all fucking dignity of the show. It was the hunky Jew bottom. <laughs> you were a bottom? Didn't we say you were a bottom or not? It set out for Billy Eichner. That's what it yeah. said. Yeah. You know what was funny is when I looked at the picture, I'm like, wait, this can't work, dude, because it's two twunks. Because he looked like a twunk, too. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. I think the deal is, though, when you think about it, two twonks each equals a hairy bear bottom. <laughs> it's scientifically proven by it that. Is. It is. By that quiz. Yeah, that's right. If, if you would have answered one more question, <laughs> you would have known that you guys were both fucking hairy, or you, were, you would equal a hairy bear bottom. Oh, wow, a hairy bear bottom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that's our trip to the Grinder homepage. I think we'll go ahead and close the Grinder homepage now. Not, you know what? We don't. We love all people, and we hate all people the same too. So don't take offense to us making fun of anybody. Call and make fun of us. We'd love to hear you do it. Six four six 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 eight 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 two six. We got six skins. Unless you start talking about uh, receding hair. Hey, everybody makes fun of things that are different from them, and nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean you're critical of it. That's exactly right. Did you see where I saw this thing where um, the fucking Stephen Moore, who is Donald Trump's some secretary of economics or whatever, some guy that Donald Trump put in some kind of bullshit power. So and he, somebody who has no skills or right, any exactly right. experience. Yes man. Let's just say he's a yes man for Trump. Sure. And he tweeted out that the people that are storming the fucking uh, – Capitals and protesting about being stuck in our modern day Rosa Parks. Are you fucking kidding? No, I am not fucking kidding you, dude. I'm not. That is not a joke. That's fucking disgusting. That is disgusting. That's like really disgusting. Three weeks of sitting at home watching TV, getting fatter, and, uh, you know, doing all that shit is just like fucking 300 years of fucking. Uh, segregation and abuse. Yeah, and, yeah, I could see how they could come. He could come to that conclusion. And that's what most of those rednecks were doing anyway. But now that they're being told to do it, exactly. you right. don't tell me to do what I've been doing my whole life. Stay home. I stay home because I want to, not because you're telling me to. Now right. I can go out and endanger people. Well, hell yeah, I'm gonna go endanger some people. I stay home because I choose not to work. Right. I avoid people because I choose not to avoid people. If I wanted to see people, I'd go to the dentist. But I ain't got no teeth. Right. So I ain't got no reason to go to the dentist. But you know what? Now I want teeth. I haven't cared about teeth in so long. But now that the dentist is closed, I want to go to the dentist. (laughs) I don't want socialism, but I demand the government give me teeth. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Thank you. You know what? If you go to that fucking stupid thing, one thing, you should have to sign some kind of waiver saying that the government is not liable for fucking any kind of treatment that you're going to need for fucking the coronavirus. No. And you shouldn't get to keep your fucking stimulus check. You should have to turn over your fucking stimulus check because the whole reason you got it was because you had to stay home. 
Amen to that, brother. That's a good point. I bet jet skis, used jet ski sales are just fucking outrageous right now. Used jet ski sales. I, I don't think I've ever seen a used jet ski sale lot. Do oh, jet skis even there. exist anymore? I can't oh, tell yeah. you the last the time I saw one. In my personal opinion, is the worst fucking investment anybody can make. What do they cost? Like six hundred bucks? No, they can't cost that much. Jet skis like fucking ten grand. What? Got to get a trailer for your fucking jet ski, right? It's not like you can throw a jet ski in the back of your fucking car, and you surely can't park it somewhere and leave it. That's it. I'm telling you, a jet ski is the worst fucking investment you can make. Is that why whenever I'm driving between here and Lufkin and I look on the sides of these, uh, you know, these barren roads, I see like a trailer that has like four jet skis out front that have been sitting there since the 80s and they're all rotten? Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And they're still making the payment. That's the funny part. Usually it's been repossessed by then and it's sitting on the side of a fucking uh, used auto parts or auto store in the middle of Lufkin, where they're like, yeah, come in and make fucking payment. This is the deal. They can get those, right? They buy one used jet ski, Rufus, and they sell it to one fucking guy, right, for a down payment of whatever the jet ski costs. And then, like, four months later, they get to go repo it and fucking sell it all over again. Because after four months, they're like, what a fucking pain in the ass it is to have a jet ski. My My wife's friend was telling her the other day that her husband... Right, they just got married, and uh, he, right before their wedding, had bought a, but they'd lived together for like five years, had bought a fucking jet ski, right, before they, right before they got married, they both have like $100,000 worth of fucking student debt, he oh. works as a used car salesman, she works at a school, and uh, he was hiding it from her, right, he's hiding, and she, they went to get a house, this is how she found out, they went to buy a house. And his fucking credit was all fucked up because oh, no. fucking jet ski that she didn't even know about. That he never he used like twice. And she was telling her there was a friend of his fucking jet ski. He had to keep it at some other dude's house. Yeah. You know, I have to say there's some correlation between somebody who's a yard, a used car salesman and somebody who buys a jet ski. They seem like the, the same kind of person. On the me. down low. On the very, very down low. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I wonder how many people getting their stimulus checks are like, thank God I can make that jet ski payment this month. Uh, I bet there's a few. But then those same people won't make the jet ski payment. They're like, you know what, let him come get the fucking jet ski. Fuck that jet ski guy. He fucking tricked me. It looked like so much fun on the video that we watched in the fucking... uh, in the sales office. That guy was having all kinds of fun. I guarantee you whenever all these stimulus checks hit, the sales of Natty Light are going to fucking skyrocket. The Natty Daddy, dude. Have you seen the Natty Daddy? What the hell is the Natty Daddy? It's a 24-ounce can of Natty Ice. A 24-ounce can? How fucking big is that? Well, you know you get those Budweiser cans, right? Have you seen those, the 24-ounce cans? Oh, yeah. I used to get those whenever I was driving around Austin in my 20s. Right. I've seen you probably with a couple of uh, those between your legs. Actually, we went straight for the 40. Let's not fucking kid around. Yeah. We had time for a 20 when you can get a 40 for uh, about 30 cents more. You get twice as much fucking beer, except that it's in a bottle, which is a pain in the ass, by the way. That's true. But it's 
toss it out the window. Right, who cares? Hit almost guy in the skull. No big deal. I was, I was helping the Wardlow move some shit one time. Mm-hmm. Right? We were driving around in a moving truck, and we're drinking beer like that. You know, I mean, of course, we're moving shit, so we're drinking beer driving around in this moving truck. And uh, he goes to throw the beer out the window, and he's going to try to be funny and throw it over the top of the cab. Right? Oh, no. Yeah. But the, but the cab had the top of the truck over it. You know what I mean? Like, you could store stuff. Like, there was part of the moving truck was over the cab. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he goes and throw it out the fucking window and over the top, and the fucking beer bottle smashes into a fucking million pieces. Oh, shit. Right on the side of the fucking cap, and, like, half of it rained in the fucking car on us. Oh, my God. Like, oh, Jesus, Wardlow. He probably doesn't even remember that. Wardlow, if you remember that, call us up, 646 <laughs> Has Wardlow even heard this show? No, I don't think he has, which is unfortunate because I'm in touch with Wardlow via text message. Are you serious? Didn't I am dead serious, and he still calls me Zigzag. You know, it was Wardlow that actually gave me the moniker Zigzag. Really? I didn't know this. You did not know that. You probably didn't know that because I was Zigzag before I met you, if I recall yeah, correctly. You as Zigzag. Uh, that was Mike. Oh, should I say his name? Mike Sparks. We'll call him by his pseudonym, Mike Sparks. Um, ever tell you how I met Mike? You might have, but I forget now, so it's worth saying well, again. We called him Texaco Mike. Did we call him Texaco Mike when I knew you? No. All right. Well, we called I him Texaco Mike. Ward, that was it, just Wardlow. Because he was, that's true. That's true. For a long time, we wait, called him Texaco Mike. Let me say this real quick. To me, in my recollection, he was like the Kramer of the whole, like, Roehampton dynamic. He remind, He was like the the guy who was, like, always a little mysterious and just kind of there and Sometimes, yeah, yeah. that's and true. Sometimes, but he was—he was like the Kramer of the uh, the Rohampton days. He was. We just popped in, but it was always a pleasure to see Mike when he just popped in. Oh, yeah. Always was fun. Always oh. funny. Always had funny shit going on. Always brought treats for the dogs. I will tell you that much. He always I, brought treats for the dogs, which is he—he he could have broken into our house pretty easily, I would imagine. Oh, sure. But I have—I have no bad recollections of Wardlow. I remember him no, being. Oh, oh no. Definitely not. And he's still funny these days. He's still I'm funny sure. these days. And uh, so, you know what's funny? is I hadn't talked to him in a while, and he sends me a picture of this chick on the front of his boat with her shirt off, right? Ooh. And it's like his girlfriend of like six years. Sure. Oh, and okay. I'm sure he was probably looking for me to send a picture of my wife back, but I, I never did. <laughs> That's so awesome. I just sent him a picture of my, my wiener hard, but that was good enough for him. Well, you are a twonk. I am a twonk, and he's a hairy bear. There's no doubt. Oh, my dear Lord. So, you know, I, I'll tell you how I met him, dude. We were, me and Jim Klingle, you remember Jim? Yes. We were going on a camping trip, right? This is when I lived in St. Edwards in, the, in, in Wood Willow. Was it called Wood Willow? Willow. I know. Willow, right. I, yeah, I know that place. I know that right. place. Uh, unit 143 was the unit that we lived in on the very end. Uh, we actually jerked some, some, uh, fence post down so we could walk right from our door right across the street, right across Oldtorf to St. Edwards. So, like made a nice little shortcut, Rufus. Hoodlums. Hoodlums, by far. I mean, that was if we ever went to class, which we really didn't that much. So it was, kind of, <laughs> it was, it was yeah, it was more destruction than necessary. But uh, we were getting ready to go on a camping trip and uh, Wardlow had just moved. I didn't know this until later, but he had just moved to Austin at the time, and he was working at the Texaco station. And we used to go to this Texaco station sometimes, me and you, on the corner of Old Torf and I-35. Okay, right I know that one. Yep, Texaco yeah. station there. And Wardlow worked in there as a cashier. 
Really? So we're getting ready to go uh, go camping, and me and me and Jim walk in there, and I had long hair, obviously. You, Wardlow didn't look anything like he, we turned him into. He was this clean <laughs> guy from Pratt, Kansas. Looked like he just stepped out of a fucking, uh, uh, basically, a frat house. Really? No so kidding? So we go in there, and we're getting beer and shit to go on this camping trip. And we put it all up on the thing. And you didn't I, know him at this point. Had never seen this guy, never met this guy before. We're just, he's like, so what are you guys doing? You know, and we're like, oh, we're going camping or whatever. So we're, he's ringing all the shit up. He's like, so when a couple of guys like you go camping, do they ever take anything to smoke? And we were fucking high as hell, me and Jim. And we just looked at each other and started fucking laughing, right? <laughs> and yeah, you can kind of tell the word was a halfway decent guy right sure. then, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, we've been known to take stuff out there to smoke or whatever, right? And we shoot the shit for like one or two minutes, and he's like, hey, do you know where a guy can get anything to smoke? I'm brand new to Austin. Wow. Right? And I'm, dude, I'm the most fucking paranoid person in the world. Sure. But at the time, I was selling weed, and I had some pretty good weed at the time. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, maybe. I said, why don't I just give you? some weed, right? Because I don't want to sell weed to a guy that I don't know. If I'm just giving it to him, I can't get busted. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I immediately go back to my house, right, which because it's right there at Willowwood, and I get a quarter weed, Uh and I bring it back to the Texaco station, and I give it to him, and he's like, okay, cool. And then he's like, hey, grab a 20-pack and take it out with you. I'll pay. I'll pay for the twenty pack, right? Really and now? Where on the weed? And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. I'm sure. I found out later that he never rang up any of the stuff that he <laughs> me to grab from the Texaco station. Good it deal. Seemed like quite a fucking thing for a while, to be honest with you. He probably awesome. he probably saved a ton of money. But then I went in like a couple days later, and he's like, hey man, I appreciate that. And honestly, he started coming by Wood Willow. And hanging out, and forever, because we knew another Mike, we called him Texaco Mike. Even Joe Cowdy to this day calls him Texaco Mike. No shit. Yep. Wow, that is so cool. That is such a cool story. I never knew that. The only time ever I sold weed to a fucking stranger. That was it. The whole I've been selling weed for going on 30 years. Only time ever that I sold to a stranger. And friend for life. Friend for life. Gave me my nickname Zigzag. Because I used to go in to the Texaco station and buy Zigzags. Wow, dude, that that I would expect that story to be in like your your biography or memoir. And it will be. It will have to be. Please remember that story and put it in my memoir because I'm counting on you to get the memoir done. I won't. I'm too much. Let me know how it ends if you don't mind. Oh, I'll let you know. All right. You'll be there standing over me with the bloody knife for the last chapter. Well, it'll be a pillow. (laughs) Oh, shuck! You're a sweetheart. You are a twunk. It's like you want (laughs) to kill me. But you don't want to hurt me. I appreciate that. It'll be a sateen pillow with, you know, feather stuff that I'll smother you with. Oh, man. Will you be in your jams? That's what I want to know. Yes. Champagne in hand? The jams you got me. Oh, the ones with the little clef notes on them? Those are the cutest. Oh, my God. Well, folks, we did it. We did a whole nother hour of the Hypersloth Happy Hour here uh, without doing anything that we were supposed to do because we just started riffing as usual. We were going to write some lyrics to a song. We kind of put together a new song last night, and I've got another song about the COVID virus that I was going to partake into, but uh, it looks like we'll have to tune in 
to one of our shorter shows this week on Monday. Or wait, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays we do the happy, happy, hypersloth happy app out. Right. The show we're taking into the VIP here, so don't give up on this show yet. We're going to be into the VIP. Come back and listen to us on the podcast. Welcome back to the Hypersoft Happy Hour. This is Double Z. This is the VIP part of the show. This is Rufus. Sorry it's so dark in here, dude. I turned yeah, on the light. And three of the bulbs in this goddamn fan just popped out. So, really? I did. I was going to say, you are fucking dark for tonight. It's show. really dark. That's why. And, of course, the one bulb that didn't pop out is, like, facing the other way. Well, that's probably a good thing, honestly. Yeah, that's might have any more shadow if you uh, if you didn't. So but, uh, you know, it's always dark on my end because if I turn up my screen too high, my fucking screen turns off after like a half an hour. I wonder if it'll do that now that I upgraded the RAM, though. Probably not. I don't no. know. Oh, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, honestly. Remember, did you have to get another Apple computer? Didn't your Apple computer have a shit fit not too long ago? My 2015 did, but about a 2012. And I've had it for like a year now. And it's fucking badass. Is it? A 20 fucking 12, man. I, I popped an SSD in there. I popped another SSD in there because I don't need the DVD player. And I upgraded the RAM, and it's a fucking powerhouse, yeah. I actually have a 2000, I think it's a 2010. And you inspired me to get a fucking SSD for it. So I did. Unfortunately, it works super awesome and super fast now, but I never fucking use it. I never use a fucking laptop anymore. Really? That's all yeah. I use. Well, that's all I have. So right. That's all I, I mean, use. I've got my iMac here, and then I've got a, a Big Mac up at my office, so I just never – if I go on the road, last couple times I took this Mac with me. Remember? Yeah, when we went Oh, we yeah. Went I remember that. St. Louis. I mean, tell me that wasn't much. You were like, get a fucking MacBook, like some kind of smart ass. Like I didn't have a fucking MacBook. <laughs> wasn't for me, buddy. You'd still be punching fucking numbers on a Dell. God damn it. That's <laughs> I'll be punching numbers on my 20th Dell because you got to replace a You're Dell exactly every fucking right. three months. I replaced Dells more than I replaced my fucking toothbrush. Holy shit. That's a good line. You know what? How often do you change that? What is protocol for a new toothbrush? I don't fuck it. Whenever the bristles start, like, mushrooming out, I guess. <laughs> when you get down, when there's only one bristle left, that's when I like to fucking trade it in. Right, when I'm just scraping my teeth with the plastic. <laughs> I usually take handle. it back to the, to the grocery store. I'm like, eh, I think this was a faulty toothbrush. <laughs> it says lifetime guarantee. I, but I'm surely there's some kind of recommendation for a toothbrush, probably every 90 days or something, I would assume. I don't know. I don't care enough about my teeth. The toothbrush people aren't pushing hard enough, dude. When we get maskly going, we're really going to need to fucking get down and dirty on telling people that they need masks. I think so. I think so, yeah. Uh, but you're, I can't even remember the last time I saw a toothbrush commercial. And they used to be all over the place, like razors, you know. They would add a razor every fucking year until they had like 14 fucking razors. <laughs> right. But you never see a toothbrush that has like 
you know, an arm's length of bristles. You could just cut down yourself to find the perfect bristle. Just a, a bespoke. <laughs> they should do a replacement. We should sell a toothbrush with replacement bristles. That you have to stitch and sew in yourself? Yeah, exactly. And they're made out of fucking walrus hair. Let's sell it on Etsy. <laughs> oh, my God. We could hand carve every fucking toothbrush and burn our name into the handle. Good Lord. And number it, of course, so you know it's an original. Well, you yeah. saw me carve that turtle out of a fucking piece of paper, dude. You don't think I'd do that with a fucking toothbrush? You could do that with a toothbrush and a heart fucking beat, dude. We'll just make them out of toothpicks. little tiny toothbrush with one little thing on it. That's deep. <laughs> that is deep. It wouldn't get deep into your cavities, though, unfortunately. No. So, uh, let's see, folks. What do you want to talk about in the VIP part of the show tonight, Rufus, before we get to Jeopardy? I don't know. I mean, we pretty much summed a bunch of shit up. I didn't even expect to sum up, but that's the beauty of the show is I never know what's going to happen, and then it happens, and I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's that's what should have happened. The last couple of shows have been fucking fire, straight-up fire, dog. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I kind of like these really short-fire shows that we do during the week. They just seem to be so condensed. They are. Unfortunately, I, I must. This is how the listeners must feel, dude. Because after a fucking hypersoft happy half hour, it's never enough for me. I'm like, I need more fucking hypersloth right fucking now. Well, yeah, me too. But I think for some reason, like our brains oh, are I calibrated. I mean, like we just get to it and we hit it non fucking stop every goddamn minute of that thirty minutes, and we're That's out. Said. It's well, not any. Chick I've ever known, but tune in to the early parts of season two or the end of season three when we were saying that's what she said a lot on the show, if I recall correctly. I still say that to my wife a lot, and she Does just she like surprised. it. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. Does she ever say it though? Has she ever said it? That's what oh. I want to know. No, she no. has never said it. No, I mean, but has she ever said the thing where you said that's what she said? Oh my uh, god. You know what you should do to make her fucking crazy? Every time she says something, you should just go, that's what she said. I've tried that before. <laughs> Dude, you, you're clever enough to try that. How'd that go? I did. It didn't go well for her. I thought it was funny <laughs> was as fuck. Did your, your son probably loved it. She got annoyed as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to get your shit and move out, Rufus. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That would be funny. That would be great to fucking see on like a a clip show. Well, How next time I do it, I'll last like that. I'll film it. I mean, I I should do it for evidence anyway. You probably should. You probably should. And make sure that you hide all the umbrellas because I don't need you getting pounded on the head with an umbrella. Yeah, especially those with the bayonets on the end. I'll know if you come back with a uh, with a slur or a, well, see, you already got a slur from the booze, but with a with a lisp. Well, no. If you're total twunked out, I'll know that you've been hit with an umbrella. Yeah, if I'm slurring and spitting at the same time. Spitting, huh? What are you trying to say, Rufus? You're a power bottom. Oh, yeah, I'm a bottom. I wanna, now I want to know what Water Games is. Okay? That's, because that's, that was, Oh, you're thinking that's pee play. It's pee-pee. It's oh, pee-pee. Okay. It's like, like water play. Well, I, I would think that they would be more honest and just say piss play. But what does that mean? That's even that's still vague. Like 
what do you do with the pee? I mean, do you I, pee? I mean, there's only like a couple of things you can really do with pee. You could like pour it on someone, or they could drink it. I mean, ugh. Well, what else could they do? Spit it back and forth, I guess. Yeah, I'm getting uncomfortable. Season three, dude. Season three, episode one. We're making a prank phone call, and I've got it figured out. I think. Assuming okay, that some of the casual. Dining places are still open. Okay, like Chili's. Yes, yes. Actually, it would be it would probably be Chili's. Chili's or Applebee's is where I would call. Okay, why is this? Why? What's they, the deal? They offer an all-you-can-eat option on their previous menu, right? Sure. And I would like to say to them that we're going to come to their fucking establishment and eat, and we want to order the all-you-could-eat chicken fingers or whatever. And how often? Will they be coming out to the car to refill our order? And uh, they're going to try to explain it to us, and we're just going to act like we don't get it. You know what? There's a place in town called Cedar Tree Cafe, which is not a cafe. It's a buffet, and they're a badass buffet. I mean, they have a buffet that is stocked never-endingly with uh, chicken fried steak and fried catfish and all kinds of badass stuff. And they're doing curbside. And I thought, like, how the fuck does that fucking work for a buffet to the curbside? I guess you just get one fucking trip through the fucking slot, and that's it? Well, fuck that, because it's like 15 bucks to get in the door. That's You know what, though? If you ever go to a fucking buffet, Rufus, you ever notice one or two, maybe two trips down the fucking line is all you ever need. And what I've experienced is, it's like, the only reason you take that second trip is because everything that you got on the first trip is any, everything you didn't really want that you thought you wanted. You're like, yeah. I'll try this. It's the first time through. I'll try this. I'll try that. And then you're like, no, oh, I didn't like any of that. Now I have to make a second trip to uh, get something that I'm familiar with eating. I don't know. This is Southern cooking, man. I've, I've got my 15 bucks worth and I've regretted it. I've walked out just wanting to kill myself. <laughs> and you didn't. Yet you somehow did not. Two chicken fried steaks bowls of fucking mashed potatoes and green beans and bacon bits. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Man, do me a favor, all right? Yeah. Remember that scene in uh um what what was that movie? Hold on a second. Uh Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Where he does the mashed potatoes and <laughs> yes. makes them Devil's yes. Tower, yeah. I want you to do that. I want you to do that and like get really loud. And be like, and put your chicken fried steak in there, like a little flying saucer and shit, and see what happens. See if, uh, see how long it takes you to get thrown out or tased in your local cafetorium. Well, as soon as I can go into the local cafetorium, good word by the way, I'm really impressed with that. Then I, I'll do it. Cafetorium. Wow, that's a good word. Well, you know what? I only know that word because at my daughter's school they have the cafetorium. They don't just call it the cafeteria. Well, it's a cafeteria and an auditorium put together. Oh, okay. Even though they have an auditorium. They have the auditorium, which is separate. Then they also have the cafetorium. How does that make any sense? I don't know. My wife explained it to me one time, but I wasn't listening hard enough to understand it. So apparently I didn't care. After I asked the question, I didn't care that she knew the answer. I apologize to you, wife. Sometimes you just ask a question to... Yeah, I put it out there. I, you know what? Honestly, I was, I was annoyed that she knew the answer, because I thought I was giving her a puzzle. Why do they call? 
why would they need both? And then she had an answer. I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. Fucking been there. know it all. I was like, you know it all. There's only room for one know it all in this fucking relationship. God damn it. I can't believe you're acting like a know it all at the place where you work. How? Why would you even answer a question that I asked you? You know when I talk to you, it's rhetorical. <laughs> hey, what do you think of that little ditty I sent to you last night, Rufus? I thought it was great. You know what? Did you come up with a bridge? Because I think I came up with not a bridge, but another little part to the song. Can I play it for you real quick? I won't run through the whole thing. No, that's fine. Did you see that thing where Brian May and some of those other guys got together and did that fucking uh, Queen song? No. You have to see this video, dude. They did it like it was like separate singers and stuff, right? But Brian, Brian May put this thing out there and was like, hey, I want people to sing along with this song, play any other instrument they can to this song. And I can't remember the name of the Queen song, but it's a, it's a famous Queen song. Yeah. And send them back to me. Right? And I'll watch them. So, like, you could have got on there and you could have sang to this song. But a bunch of famous people did it, and he put them all together and, like, made a really fucking cool video about people sitting like we are right here, but, like, playing the bass or playing the guitar or whatever to this fucking queen. You have to look it up, dude. It's really Oh, man. I wish I'd... I almost sent it to you, and I forgot. So how did this song go? Hold on, Rufus. You know what? I'm going to... I smoked some weed, and now I have to remember how the fucking uh, rhythm goes. Yeah, that's how it happens. Bear with me for a second. I just got so many awesome musical things flashing around up here. I got to... Oh. Yeah, that's it. is so good and so folksy. It's really folksy. Well, thank you, Ruth. I kind of had that folksy idea when I was doing it. I just, I, I almost don't want to make it like a funny, goofy song. It seems like it should be like something serious. Or not, not, like not serious, but lighthearted, serious. But, but 
Yeah, it doesn't have to be about a jet ski. Like right. A, yeah. 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 Man, it's really good. I love that folky rhythm you do. I can't do that. I can't, I just can't come up with it. Here's here's. Let me see if I can remember the COVID song. Now, see, I won't be able to. I'll have to remember it later. Because now I got the other riff stuck in my head, and I won't be able to get that fucking strumming pattern out. That happens to me all the fucking time. Right. That's the reason I couldn't remember it because I was probably playing the other song beforehand. All right, we're gonna do Jeopardy because I got a hard stop. The boy he wants to watch hard a movie. Stop. Interesting. And the it's movie choice of words. He wants to watch. Well, I heard that from a podcast. He wants to watch Office Space. I don't oh, know really? Yeah. You know what? That's a good movie because it's not dirty. Right? No. No not, drugs in it. Nope. No death or killing or murdering. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll have to remind my daughter of that. Maybe she'd like to watch that. And I worked in that building where Inatech was. Really? Did you work downstairs in the basement, perchance? No, I worked uh, for MCI doing telephone calls, and it was in that building that they used for Inatech in Austin. Did you recognize your office? Well, they didn't use it for the exterior. cubicle in the scene. No, they used it for the exteriors. Ah, jeez. I thought for sure there'd be a thing that said Rufus was here somewhere. No. What was that? Remember that thing? It was like, was it someone was here and it had like that little nose and eyes drawn? Yeah. What was the name there? Uh, what was that name? Wilbur? No, it wasn't Wilbur. It wasn't Rufus, was it? No. Was it? No. I think it was a W. Wilford? No. What the hell? Hold on. Let's see. If you look it up, tell me, but don't tell me what it is. I, it's right. on the tip of my tongue. Oh, okay, I know. You're never going to guess it. Somebody was here, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we've made that perfectly clear. I'm just trying to, it's three words. I'm just trying to yeah. narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, getting warmer, getting warmer. All right, um, let me give you, uh, you want a hint? A very mild I'll hint. Give you the mildest, I'll give you the first letter of the fucking thing and you're still... I got it, I got it, I got it. Kilroy. Yes! Yes! I knew it. What up. Kilroy? What is Kilroy? Sorry, dude. We're playing Jeopardy now. That was what is Kilroy? Okay. What is Kilroy? Kilroy was here. Please answer in the form of a question. God, I can't believe I got that. That was good, dude. Yeah, there's no... I, I, when it came up, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, definitely no way. Alexa, play Jeopardy. I wish. What was that from? That wasn't Jeopardy, was it? That was like the lawnmowering machine. Where they, you know what show I'm talking about? Thanks, Johnny. And welcome, players. Today is Saturday, which means it's time for our clues written for teens and families. You can play Teen Jeopardy or catch up on the clues from this week. Warm up with the Teen Jeopardy, though? Yeah, maybe. Teen Jeopardy, warm up. Here's what's in store this week. Must smoke weed. The first category is biology. To build tissue, the body needs 20 different ones of these. Protein building blocks, both essential and non-essential. What are amino acids? Yes, that's correct. The category is novel synopsis. A French curator is killed symbology professor Langdon is called to help Sophie learn her family history. 
Repeat the question. Again, the category is novel synopses. A French curator is killed symbology professor Langdon is called to help Sophie learn her family history. I don't know. What is a fish called Wanda? <laughs> ah, no, worth a shot. that's incorrect. The correct response was what is the Da Vinci Code? In addition to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, he wrote an 1887 story on the Civil War, North Against South. Who is Jules Verne? Yes. Excellent. The fourth Jeopardy category is Americana. This restaurant's original recipe features a secret blend of 11 herbs. Oh, and my God. What is Kentucky Fried Chicken? Excellent. Your category. I would order more if it ever looked like it did on the TV. Well, vice president. Or it tasted like they say. A breaking vote in U.S. Senate history. Repeat the question. Again, the category is U.S. government history. While vice president, this man cast the first tie-breaking vote in U.S. Senate history. Who is Mike Pence? Yeah. Sorry. The correct response was who is John Adams. Oh, my God. Did you know that? Category no. is that was before TV. The name of this leader of a Jewish congregation is from the Hebrew form, my master. What is rabbi? Correct. The next Jeopardy category is off culture. The response includes the letters O, P, in order. The yield in a single growing season. What is crop? You're right. I thought I said O-T. It's history. A devastating earthquake and fire in this U.S. city in 1906 caused 3,000 deaths and $400 million in damages. What is San Francisco? Excellent. Today's Nicely ninth Jeopardy category is MTV Movie Awards. Oh. Male performance 2008. This actor in I Am Legend. Who is Will Smith? You're right. Our next Jeopardy Billy category Eichner. is Bad Luck. <laughs> Duck, Canuck, and other players of this first sport know it's bad luck to leave your stick crossed. What is hockey? Yes, that's it. Our next category is European geography. Kiev is the capital of this country. What is the Ukraine? Excellent. Wow. category is vacation. This is yours. This royal company, the lure of the sea, is three football fields long. What is Royal Caribbean? Good job. Ten out of twelve clues correct. Not bad. You didn't even understand the one question. That's your best score. She did a hyper slot out. Great job. Did you hear? You scored in the top ten percent of players today. She did. Kind of turned me on. Scoring better than ninety percent of players for all time. You have all five. Alex, you're not a twonk. Yes. You have all five days to catch up on. Would you like to catch up on those clues? We would, yes. Yes. You have all five days to play from the past. Would you like to catch up on those clues? What is yes? Let's play, Jeff. Cancer's getting to his brain. Our first category is UN observances. Mona Mead. March 20th is the World Day for this language. 
What is, what is French? No, the correct response was what is French? Your next category is lesser-known college sports. In 2019, Harvard won the men's national championship in this sport that's similar to racquetball. What is squash? Good job. The category is arts and culture. Zurich's Cabaret Voltaire is the birthplace of this avant-garde art movement made famous by Marcel Duchamp and Man Ray. What is expressionist? Cubism. No, that's incorrect. The correct response was what is Dadaism? Yeah. Your fourth category is Greek letters. It's the type Daddy of radiation issues. that turns Bruce Banner into the Incredible Hulk. What is Gamma? You're right. Nice. The fifth Jeopardy category is the Lion King. This country's Louis VIII was nicknamed the Lion. What is France? No, England? that's incorrect. The correct response was what is France? Ah, that's what I said. A spice. That's a key ingredient. What the fuck? Can I not say France? Repeat. Again, the category is crossword clues P. A spice. That's a key ingredient in goulash. Seven letters. What is paprika? Yes, that's it. I hope you're ready for another six clues. Well, since we've got all six right. category is the English Bill of Rights. This philosopher who wrote an essay concerning human understanding was a major influence on the Bill of Rights. Repeat the question. Again, the category is the English Bill of Rights. This philosopher who wrote an essay concerning human understanding was a major influence on the Bill of Rights. Who is Descartes? No, that's incorrect. Warren. The correct response was who is John Locke. John Locke. Oh, I'm clicking that. Miss Havisham is a wealthy recluse in this Charles Dickens novel. Repeat. Again, the category is what a character. Miss Havisham is a wealthy recluse in this Charles Dickens novel. Hans Christian Andersen? Please respond in the form of a question, starting with phrases like, who is or what is? Who is Hans Christian Andersen? What? Sorry. The correct response was what is great expectation. Oh. Yeah. Mm. The next Jeopardy category is Rhodes Scholar. The twisty Lombard Street is in this city, Russian Hill neighborhood. What is San Francisco? Excellent. Our next category is on the band set list. What would you say? And Ants Marching. We're on the set list of this band, 2019 tour. Who is the Dave Matthews band? That's the song that we I used to tell you never to dance like. Get a job. (laughs) The name of this type of handyman is from the Latin for lead. Repeat the question. Again, the category is get a job. The name of this type of handyman is from the Latin for lead. What? What is a Plumber? No. The correct response was what is plumber? Ah! The last category is before and after. A founding father from Virginia, that's a street in New York, associated with the advertising industry. Repeat the question. I know. Again, the category is before and after. 
a founding father from Virginia, that's a street in New York, associated with the advertising industry. Who is Madison Avenue? Sorry, Madison. the correct response was what is James Madison Avenue? Oh, let's see. I had to say did. James first. That's three you got right. On your first session. All righty. You scored five out of 12 clues. We would have had eight you out of 12. You still have four days to play from this week. Listen to me when I talk to you. I can't do it. I got a piss like All a great right. Rufus is out. Tune in Tuesday for the Hypersloth Happy Half Hour. See you then. Welcome, or thanks for listening to episode 350, the last show of the second season of the Hypersloth Happy Hour. We will catch you for the next fucking season and however long it may take to us to get to show number 1,000 for the next season to start. So thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, check us out on hypersloth.me and our awesome website. Feel free to buy some merch. Buy some merch. Buy some merch. We got t-shirts <laughs> on there somewhere. And we will catch you Tuesday, Rufus. Yes, indeed. We'll catch you Tuesday. Thank you to all of our Patreon. That's true. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Alex, for being part of the show. Four days of clues this week. Would you like to catch? No, that? no, Alex. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll Rufus. talk to you later. His all right. Is getting to his brain. Rufus, I just want to say one thing. Yes. Why? Thanks for sticking with me through 350 shows, Bucko. Well, of course. Why wouldn't I? Motherfucker. The show has grown. Do you feel like the show has grown or digressed? No, it no. definitely has not digressed. It's grown. We turned into a long rant before we had like a show thing that we tried. How many times did we try to stick to the schedule though? Like once. Yeah, once or twice. It's it's I don't know. It's just better whenever we. We yeah. probably could do it more like a show we get. See, this is the same thing we say at the end of every season. So let's say season number three, we're going to say it's going to be more like a, a show with a format. Okay? we Can't we just say that? Because that's what we say every at the end of every season. We can we, say it. Instead of being a format where, like, we try to do multiple scheduled bits per show, maybe let's just have one bit that we do, the new, odd new. Or, I will squeeze. I will yeah, well, I think, you're right. I think what we're not good at when it comes to format is knowing when to end what's going on and start the next thing because we just have so much fun. Hey, look, you know what? We start the show music, we do the VIP music, and we do the outro music. That's a bookend a, that's for a, a great show. show. You're right. Thank yes. you very much, Rufus. Thank you for setting me straight. That's a goddamn show. People don't like it, fuck them. Well, hats off to you, sir. I will see you uh, for the beginning of season three, next season. I'll see you next season. Oh, yes. Can't wait. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. You have to 350 on April 18th, 2020. I'm going to start doing that. And I just want to say, COVID Get that, that wasn't even a joke. All right, folks. We'll catch you on Tuesday night, 8 Central, 8 Eastern. Yeah. Whatever, 7 Central, 8, whatever you Just are. Just check out the website. We'll see you then. Adios. Thanks for listening to Hypersoft Happy Hour with Zigzag and Rufus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.